Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips in your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Do you ever sort of think you're an action hero for a little second, Alex Dyson? Um, oh, I used to play that at primary school all the time, run around the different things, jump over fences on the rolling no, the grass. But, but, you know, I mean, like as an adult. No, I mean, like the closest I feel to an action hero mm. is when I have to tie my shoelaces before I get off the escalator. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm, well, I'm surprised you like, get on the escalator because I've always been told, you know, don't get your shoelaces stuck in the gaps. Well, that's because it. Because then you'll be, you know, you'll be churned up. <laughs> you'll be bloody ground ground beef. Yeah. So I'm surprised so, you got on. Well, I always I look down and I think, oh, I need to do my shoelaces. And then I look to the end and I'm like, oh, better get it done by the time this is finished. I can make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember and then the heart just starts racing, man. It's so exhilarating. Did you make it? Yeah, all the time. To be fair, I started slowly just so I could give myself the pressure as I got closer to the end, you know? When I feel like an uh, action hero is when you're driving up a road and then they see the car in front of you is turning right and yeah. puts on the indicator and you're like, ooh, ooh. Go left, you got to go round them to the left and then back into oh, the front lane. Yeah. You're just like, bang, <laughs> if you don't lose speed. Oh, that's a good feeling. Action hero. Swerving through the city, swerving through the city. Anyway, hope you're well today. Very excited to be chatting to this man. Yeah, the one and only Dean Lewis, his song Be Alright absolutely exploded, not just in Australia, but right around the world. He is back with brand new music and we can't wait to chat to him all about it. That's right. And Matt, you and I like getting into the rave cave, right? But it turns out we're not the only scaly creatures who enjoy a little bit of uh, of the unce. Um, we've got an Australian DJ turned neuroscientist joining us because... She's discovered a, uh, a new species likes to uh, get amongst the mosh. Yeah, we can't wait. We'll be chatting to them up next. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's get started. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Now, Matt, as an amateur DJ myself, I know what happens to people's brains when you drop a bit of fissure in the club, and um, that is they get melted. But what happens... To fish's brains when you drop them in the club. Well, luckily, one person has gone to find out. Her name is Rebecca Poulsen, and she is a DJ turned neuroscientist and has been conducting experiments as to whether zebrafish like music. And she joins us right now from Brisbane. G'day, Rebecca. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you very much now- for tolerating that awful intro for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was a great intro, Rebecca. Um, now, take us back to when you first started DJing, making music. Um, well, I started in the mid-90s and I've got a gig next weekend, so I'll let you know when I stop. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, so you're doing this alongside conducting these neurological studies on fish. Yes, yes. Um, and this is the first gig next weekend that um, there's a crowd in front of me instead of playing a live stream with no people there. So it's <laughs> going to be really fun. And will there be any fish in the crowd? Because your recent audiences have been zebrafish. Can you tell <laughs> us about what you've been doing with these zebrafish and why? So the, the lab that I'm doing my PhD in looks at sensory processing in 
these little zebrafish, the baby zebrafish. So we can see their little brain cells light up every time they hear a sound. And uh, so what I've been doing is playing them lots of different types of sound. And some of that is music. And um, what we can do is see how they process sound. Right. So I guess underwater as fish, you would expect that they wouldn't have great sound processing capabilities. But what have you discovered with the different sounds that you've been playing with them? Yeah, previously we thought that they couldn't hear very much, but what we found is that they they're a bit more sophisticated than than we previously thought. So um, my study looked at their hearing range, which is a bit um, more uh, advanced than than previously thought, and also looked at whether they could detect different components of sound, so complex sounds, um, sharp sounds sounds that um, the volume starts at nothing, you know, and ramps up to really loud. And you found that they can discern between sort of simple and complex sounds, but what did you use as an example for these zebrafish as a complex sound? So mostly it was very, very basic sounds, but one of the things we did play to the fish was MC Hammers, You Can't Touch This. <laughs> of course, why wouldn't you choose anything else? <laughs> why, why, yeah, why that song? Um, I follow MC Hammer. It's a, it's a funny story. I follow MC Hammer on Twitter, and he is a bit of a science buff. He loves to retweet science that interests him. And when we we were doing our experiments, um, it, it started off as a joke. Wouldn't it be funny if we played MC Hammer and then put, tweeted it once the paper came out and he saw it? And um, so that happened, and he ended up retweeting the the paper. <laughs> <laughs> one of the few, what are we, one of the few uh, PhD students retweeted by MC Hammer. <laughs> I know it's going to look great on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Well, that's quite incredible. But I guess with PhDs, you do have supervisors. How did you pitch this idea? I'm going to play zebrafish MC Hammer and see what happens. What did, what was some feedback from the from the supervisors of PhD? I got some raised eyebrows. But, um, but you're not playing a nickelback, so they're like, yeah, sure, it's ethical. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to be, uh, <laughs> we have to be classy. <laughs> but um, it's something I really love to look at in the future is, is um, different music styles and see how they respond. Mm. Oh yeah, you could get some uh, some Shania Twain playing, some screamo. You could really go cross genre. Um, how do you even get them to? How do you how do you find out what how their brains are reacting? Because I mean, I've got an 18-month-old daughter, and I can barely keep her still long enough to put a pair of pants on her, let alone connect things to her head and figure out the brain cells. How does that work? Well, we've got a little chamber that we put a single fish in, and we temporarily uh, put them in this jelly stuff that they can still breathe through, and that they, they feel they're quite comfortable. But it enables us to keep them still so there's no dancing allowed. Um, <laughs> well, bloody sounds like dance floors during COVID. Am I right, people? I know. Well, <laughs> we, have to, we have to listen to what we're told to do, don't we? <laughs> exactly. Are we sitting down and having a rave? <laughs> <laughs> and then we can image them because um, the, the zebrafish are actually transparent at that age. So um, ah. well, the, the line that we have is transparent. So we can see, um, we can shine light through and um, it, it's, you know, every time a, a brain cell lights up uh, or activates, we can see we can see it light up. So 
it's it's pretty cool technology. Unbelievable. Oh, Rebecca stuff. Paulson, thank you so much for joining us. I am so glad there are people out there looking at brain waves in rave caves and we cannot thank you enough for joining us and explaining it to us. And where can people catch you at this gig that you're going to be playing soon? I'm playing at the Trifford on the 13th. Oh, incredible. Oh, amazing. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, we wish we could make it. And if you're near the Trifford in Brisbane, then head along, check out Beckstar. And uh, and tell all your zebrafish mates about it as well. Um, (laughs) Rebecca Paulson, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for having me. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, yesterday we had a big chat about favours and doing them. You're against them. Uh, Anti-favour. Well, I'm I'm not. I just, I don't do them often. Um, And I don't, I try not to ask people for favours either. Right. All right. It's just, there's no, there's no give, there's no take. So at the the dinner table, do you get up, walk to the other end of the table, grab the salt and then walk back? No, no, no. I just reach across, (laughs) ensuring that my shirt and sleeves dangling to everyone's food. What else would you think I'd do? Perfect. Hey, look. Thankfully, there's a lot more generous people out there in the world who have done some big favours, and a lot of them listen to Matt and Alex. That's it. Uh, Very generous people listen to this podcast, so well done you. Um, I did a favour recently, but we are looking for Australia's biggest favour. I got a message here from C. Fraser on Instagram saying, helped a mate move the day before Melbourne lockdown. I got home at 11.59. You're not enjoying your uh, (laughs) the rest. That's that's a big one right before that, uh, that door shuts on you. Yeah, L Dugan um, messaged in, said, I drove eight hours to a bush doof to pick someone up mid-festival. Ha! Ooh, the 16-hour roundy. That's uh, <laughs> that's a big one. Ever been to a bush doof? No, I've never been to a bush doof. we got to get you to a bush doof, mate. I don't have wide enough pants, you know, the uh, the rave pants. I, I feel like that, that's the that's the kind of – when I think of bush doof, I think of big, wide pants. What bell-bottom jeans, <laughs> boots with the fur, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I, I wouldn't. I'd be very, very surprised if Lil John went to a bush doof. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if you caught him out there. But anyway, we've also got Jess from New South Wales joining us. G'day, Jess. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, you've done. You're doing a massive favour. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I kind of don't feel like it's as big as maybe some other people do. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, who who asked you for the favour? I guess I offered to do oh, the favour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who did you offer the favour to? <laughs> um, I offered the favour to some friends. Okay. Some friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and what is the favour? So these this couple is unable to naturally carry a child, so I have offered to do it for them. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's. That's almost bigger than the eight-hour return journey to the bush doof. <laughs> that is a – that's if the bush doof was a f- four-and-a-half-month drive away. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to drive her back home. Um, that's incredible. Have you had a child before? Yeah, I've had two, yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, what's the process? What happens? Um, so we've been going for about 12 months in like the planning and there's a lot of counselling that needs to be done. There's like 
um, contracts and legal stuff, there's a fair bit of just waiting for things, waiting to see this and waiting to do that. Um, I'll tell you what, let me be pregnant any day. I just don't want to sign any forms, all right? (laughs) That is the real punish. (laughs) How do they do it? Because I watched a a documentary about donors and they kind of like – knock on the door with the little syringe and they hand it over and then you kind of just do it in your lounge room. Is that kind of what happens or is it a more medical procedure? Um, so I don't think you do it in your lounge room, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> just watching TV. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Were you looking out the window? Were you watching through your window at your apartment? No, I, just, I just saw it on TV. I was wondering. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, okay. So there's, um, an egg donor. I'm not the egg donor. I'm just the gest- gestational surrogate. So wow. I just carry the baby. I don't like, I don't offer my egg anyway. So the egg donor went and had like an IVF cycle to retrieve the egg. The sperm donor gave a sample of sperm. Then they fertilized that. And so we have an embryo that's waiting for transfer. Um, once I, like once you know, once we're ready, I will start like an like a an initial round of IVF, I guess, just like to regulate my cycle and make sure that my hormones are all perfect. Oh. And then, you know, there's there's a like a it's at this moment, and you kind of go for it. Um, there's no you can't book it in or anything. It's just sort of like one day to the next, and then yeah. I'll go in with the turkey baster, and it's like a you know a ten minute procedure, and they. Turkey based me with the embryo and then the doctor does. Weeks, the doctor, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the guy peering through the window, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> In the lounge hey, room. <laughs> All right. So the doctor so the doctor <laughs> get out of man, what, whatever. <laughs> so the doctor the doctor sort of turkey based the embryo into you and then and yeah. then like then hopefully it embeds, I guess, or in your in your womb or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so the the IVF um like the early IVF treatment that I have just helps, you know, it's probably a bit yuck, but mm, mm, sticky, makes the things sticky. Yeah, it gets, yeah. gets, gets the womb ready, ready ready for there the new go. tenant. Okay, yep, yep. <laughs> and it's Stick like, it. yeah. it's if like we, if we're fresh doing carpet, this, fresh yeah. carpet and, you know, painting yeah. the walls and then we're good yeah. to go. Um, yeah. So have you, so has it happened yet or you're just planning it? No, I um I have to wait until my fertility is like right at its peak. Mm-hmm. So I have to wait for my like my cycle to start, and then once that starts, I can start the injections, and then it's like a week I think later, wow. and then it's go time. Yeah, That's so incredible. Now my cousin, yeah. I was mentioning who I did a favour for, which is seeming a lot smaller <laughs> than it did yesterday. Um, <laughs> right now, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna have to get you a bottle of wine or something like that." What do you get? Do you know what? Yeah, they off, you know, what's the how do you make up for a favor like this? Money, can you? It's, so, it's no, to- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Commercial surrogacy is illegal. Um, so this is called altruistic surrogacy. Um, so yeah, so legally I can't be paid or receive any money, which I don't, I'm not I'm not doing this, you know. Yeah. You do a favor, you do a favor because you know, it's a nice thing to do. You don't do it expecting a reward at the end. Maybe pay Matt. money if you're picking someone up from a bush doof, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, um, that, yeah. Well, so wait, do you know the yeah. do you know the um the couple well that you're doing this for? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, obviously, over the last twelve months or so, we've become closer. But yeah, we were friends beforehand. Yeah. 
Well, I've got wow. to tell you, Jess, that is absolutely incredible. Congratulations. Aww, I'm sure it'll be you. quite a wonderful journey. And I'm sure that the people that uh, yeah, the, are recipients of this favour are absolutely stoked with you. So uh, yeah. congratulations on that. And, yeah, looking forward and hope it all goes well and pass on our best to the, uh, the happy couple. I will. And, guys, if it's twin boys, you know what I'm going to call them? <laughs> Put in a good oh, yes. word for us. Put in a good word. Hamish and what? Andy? <laughs> what were, yeah, what were, those, what were those twins off Big Brother all those years oh, ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I forget that yeah. one. Oh, hang on, hang on. Our bronze put her hand up. What is it, Bron? The Logan twins. There we go. The Logan, the Logan twins. twins. All right, you can call them the Logan there we twins. Go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for that one. Middle we names, really Matt and Alex, at least, hopefully. Exactly. Thanks so much, Jess. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Very excited on this Friday, Matt O'Kine, to welcome an artist to the studio who has been doing some very, very good things around the Australian scene for the last couple of years. Uh, you heard a bit of music from him in the intro, but his brand new single is out today. It is called Falling Up, and it sounds like this. Oh, I'm barely breathing It's the unmistakable sounds of Mr. Dean Lewis. G'day, Dean. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, Dean, straight up, as soon as you walked in here, you said you had, what, an apology to make? or you? No, what? I got a confession. Confession, so I remember, that's I, right. I, I, Dean Lewis confessions. I don't know if you guys remember, but I was at the Ari Awards, and they moved me to the front of the line when we were doing the press wall. And I remember they moved me right in front of you guys. Out of everyone, it was in front of you two. Wow. And I remember that I didn't turn around and say, hey, guys, because there was just so much happening. Yep. And I've thought about it like three times in my life and always gone... <laughs> Why didn't you turn around and say like because I'm 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 that kind of guy, but I didn't sure. do it. And I always felt bad. Well, sure, we so really you. appreciate you saying so, Dean, because there was one gentleman who didn't do as much. We were standing at front of the line for the Aladdin musical on the purple carpets, ready to go and oh. watch the premiere of that. They yeah, say Matt and Alex and Veronica Lewis, you guys are up next. We're about to walk on. They go, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> We've got someone coming through. Richard Wilkins onto the so onto the purple Richard carpet in front Wilkins. of us. Oh, it was Dicky. But so this happens to you guys quite a lot. Yeah, this we get really overlooked weird. on red carpets like, a lot. We're, yeah. get, we're, get, we're always getting dissed, man. They're stitching you up on these red carpets, man. So, so I mean, but you didn't you didn't you didn't want to turn around and say, "Oh, sorry, I've been moved here by press." You just thought, "I just yeah, thought, I'm yeah. better than these chumps." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hate that. That's I knew that's how it appeared, which is why I've thought about it three times in my life because mm. I was like, because there was just so much happening, and I just went, "You guys, I reckon you guys think I'm a dick," but I'm actually. <laughs> No, I always remember it. I've thought about it. I'm not kidding you. Three times I've thought about it. No, it's fine. Those those things are always really, really strange. There's so many yes. clipboards flying around. There's so many people with microphones who come up to you and they say, how are you? And they don't have any yeah. idea who you are and they've got oh. to, and you just hear them get told this is this is Dean Lewis, talk to him. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, how yeah, are you yeah, enjoying you the Arias, Dean Lewis? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, man. But, hey, you've just released a brand new song. It's called Falling Up. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's exciting. New music, 2021. Yeah, yeah. It's... How are you feeling? How did you approach this track? Well, I mean, I kind of got to the end of December, like not last one, two Decembers ago, and kind of went, uh, I kind of had time. Things were just so crazy with Be Right, and then it all stopped, and it was three years on the road. And I kind of had this thought, mm. which was, okay, at every point of my life, I thought when I get to the next thing, I'm going to be happy and like whatever, like I'll be content. It was like finish school, get a job, get a promotion, go on a holiday, uh, get a record deal. 
far out. Like, okay, you have a song that does well. Yeah. And I look back in December when everything, I got to break through that illusion of things being crazy and going, I kind of went, okay, well, I'm less present. I'm more anxious. I'm more worried. Um, I don't automatically love myself and I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, so it was a moment of me going, wow, okay. Um, well, maybe it's more internal and less external. I know it's it's one of those things, sort of sounds like advice someone could give you, but I'm one of those people that had to, I had to learn it. Mm. Um, so, I, so, I, so I wrote this and I wrote the song about that feeling of just always thinking the next thing is going to be the thing that makes you happy. And then you get there and you go, oh, well, there's, then there's another thing. And um, yeah, so that's what the song's about. Yeah, cause Absolutely. I mean, I mean you, you've had some highs as well. Like you you planning the AFL grand final, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's you must have felt, yeah. Did you have a moment when you're doing that sort of thinking, this is what I've always wanted to yeah. do? Like this is that's one of the biggest gigs in, in the country. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I was so anxious through all that that it's like, you know, anxious through everything and uh, I got to the end and thought, oh, I don't remember it. Like I don't, it's like, you know, you spend your whole time thinking, um, you just think, it's like you don't realize that the, the, the present is the present. I know it sounds so cliche, but it was like the whole time I was like, oh, if I just finish this and go back to the hotel and chill. And then you go, was that it? That was, that was, that, that was it. That was <laughs> that the thing was you were, it. that's yeah. why you're doing it, man. Like, what are you doing, you idiot? And and so now it's like when, I, when I'm coming out on the music, I'm like, I'm really proud of the songs, but I'm like, all right, if I get this chance again, you got you to gotta see the world and, and actually take it in, go to a restaurant, go see, a, go to a park, go for a walk and just, you know, enjoy it more than just looking for the next mm. thing. So that's been a big Big moment. Well, on a day like today, release day for Falling Up, all right, which is an incredible song, and like I've really enjoyed listening to it, and it will do very, very well on streaming numbers. It may not do more than be all right. And yes, how do you thing. feel about a song if it doesn't do that? Does because ev- yeah. not every song is going to be more and more than the last one. And yeah. so, how do you how do you get that happiness and contentment out of songs which? You know, this will get millions of streams, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, which a lot of artists will kill for millions of streams. But yeah. in this one, because it's relative to your success already, yeah, you're, you're sort of stuck in a bit of a conundrum. And what sort of tools have you learned to be able to, yeah, find that contentment since uh, since that you've done so well? Looking back at because I've had time now away from like mm. the last album, and I can look back and go, all right, the songs that really connected, I had two waves and be all right because they were very personal to me, but they were universal. Universally, people seemed to connect with them and. And because they were authentic and they were genuine. And falling up, I put in that same category in the sense that like, you can hate it. Anyone can hate it. But I go, this is my last three years and my whole life. And I'm proud of it. And I'm also, we're coming in a time where I feel like there's not a lot of, there's like a lot, a lot of songs that are about this thing. And I feel like I might hit a, hit a timing there. In regards to Be Alright, it's like, it was so big, man. Like it still gets over a million streams a day. Like every, it's been two years every day. It's crazy. You, that's it, wild. It's insane. So it's like, how do you, how do you beat that? But it's also then mm. going, all right, well, what, what am I beating? Like, is it the songwriting skill? Is it numbers? Cause you can't control those things. And I just, I'm just excited to get it out. And I'm sort of trying to stop being so obsessed with all the numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it might not. It's hard not. not to be, hey, cause I mean, it, is. it controls everything that Does we do. Does it control you guys? Like when you, like with your shows, like you look at the ratings, you're oh, like, how everything. are we doing? It's, I mean, I've tried not, I try to avoid it as much as possible because it doesn't make me, it actually makes me more anxious even yes, when it's going yes. up. And also if you've got that internal critic that's constantly going, you know, it, it doesn't matter how good the numbers are, if I'm caring about the numbers, they're probably never going to be good enough. Exactly. I'll always yeah, be yeah. like, well, why isn't it a billion? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, how do yeah. I get a billion? You yeah, know? yeah. So it's like, I find it for me, it's when people message and you say, this helped me personally, I connected to this personally. So it's personal message and it's a single mm. person in the hundreds of millions of streams. Or I mean, mm. um, that's your example, not my example. I don't have those. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, that made me really laugh in a downtime or that was really funny or, you know, 
I really enjoyed that bit. Have you had any personal messages that really oh. they, they get seared into your memory for for those kind of things? Yeah, there's so many messages. But you know what's interesting is like, I mean, I get so many messages, people saying, you know, you help me and it's really cool. But you know, I think a lot of artists say, they say I do it for other people and, and maybe they do, maybe they do. But you know, I do it for me. Like it's selfish. <laughs> like it really is. And I think I've been in like the writing rooms with like you have like sometimes I bring in big writers and you don't. Let's see what if we can make a song together. And and I've had some guys be like, let's make it more general and more like everyone. And, and it's like I always find that you've got to do it for you and it's got to be your experience because they're not going to believe you otherwise. Like mm. you hear it in the voice, I think. And um, so I found that the sec it's almost like the secondary thing is when you put it out. And it helps other people. But mm. I think if you're trying to do that, in my experience for me, I don't think it actually would help people if mm. I was just doing it for everyone. Making a generic kind generic, of song yeah. for yeah. everyone. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be personal. So, I mean, looking at looking back, we've talked about some of the sort of more anxious moments. And I, I, found it, I find it funny, like someone mentioned to me, and it sticks in my head so much, that depression is harboring on the past, anxiety is worrying about the future, mm-hmm. and being content sits in cherishing the present like what is actually happening now so no, when have you when have you had like moments that have been awesome where you've yeah. had those moments where you've just been like oh man i, I can actually appreciate this yeah okay i'll I tell you what this this year has been a big one like when i was in la when after the tour finished i would just like literally go for a walk and get a coffee and then i'm like sitting down i got my journal and i'm and i'm writing in my journal and then i'm like reading and it's like there's nothing on and the sun's out and there's no concerns. Like that's, that, that's <laughs> no, it, you know what I mean? Correct, there's no concerns. It? I'm like, there's actually nothing going on. But yeah. then I'm like, but things are starting to heat up again. And it's like, you know, you, you, you'll have all these plans. You're always like, oh, no, this time I'm going to be like, yeah, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be so chill. And then you hear like, you know, someone to go, they go, oh, we presented the song today. And you kind of go, how'd it go? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, straight away. <laughs> they think, they think, yeah. I don't care. You tell me, what, what do you think? And then your heart's racing. And you're like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, there's like of, a little hiccup. They're like, oh, so we can't release it on this day. Because, and then you're like, God damn it, why does my life suck so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the moments, Dean, that you, you can be in, um, talk to me about when Dean Lewis sings the take that ends up on the song in the studio because that personal thing certainly comes through, not only in your uh, lyric writing, but also in, in the voice. Like you're able yep. to include that passion in your voice, which seems like that you're living it and I think makes it mm. all the more, um, yeah, able to be connected to. But how do you get to that moment without being self-conscious? Like what are, what are your tricks yeah. and when when you're singing those those uh, really personal songs loud in a booth with some dude in probably some cool shades riding the faders in the other room? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight out some of Hollywood. Co- what is that? Yeah. Some puts a fader up yeah, and yeah. everyone in the room starts going, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, just nodded their heads. Oh. And that other, <laughs> and other people who are like, that wasn't personal enough or that wasn't that or like, yeah, well, yeah, how, do you, how do you do those good takes? Yeah, I, you know, I just have a people, I'm like everyone get, get out apart from like the producer and I'm like, you know what? I just, um, I just like tense up and I try to, I just, I, I'm like one of those guys, like I'm a, I feel, you know what I mean? So I, I just can, I can sometimes to be honest, like when I was singing Be Alright, that is about a bunch of situations, but I'm not, um, I'm not thinking about that was th- that situation with me was six years ago. So I'm mm. like, I'm thinking about something I'm going through now. So I'm, I'm applying that to someone new that I've just, you know, the heart breaks there or whatever. It can be like your dad's sick, you know what I mean? Mm. You, and and you're like literally, you, you, I wrote a song about my dad actually. And like, you know, so you're, you apply all these, you, you, you use the things in your life to, to convey that because it's everything. Mm. Like the song and the vocal is everything. And when I was doing Falling Up, I, I wrote, we were write, writing it and recording it the same day in Richmond in, in England. And it was one of the songs, you write 10 songs that suck. You know what I mean? They're terrible. And then, 
uh, for whatever reason, this one was just on fire and, and it was great. And I was like singing it and I felt it and I was shaking after I was singing it. And sometimes you just get lucky. Um, so wh- whatever's really happening in your life, you've got to use that emotion. And sometimes it can be really brutal, but I really try because the, the vocal on the, on the record is everything. You got to, you got to go all out. So mm. I feel really, I feel really good about it with falling up. You know, some of the other ones you kind of go, I could have gone, could have pushed it there. But this one, I'm like, yeah, I feel really good about it. I'm surprised. I mean, with, with this track that's getting a million streams a day still, um, in be all right. And you know, this track is very much you, uh, falling up. I'm wondering, you know, surely you would have had some knocks on the door from, you know, your, Hey, can you jump on this track with you know, Rita Ora or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift getting in touch. Did you have any wild pop, like, you know, massive people like that knocking on yeah. the door? I, I mean, not really. I mean, actually there was, when Be Right was blown up, the, the Chainsmokers guys reached out, like, we want to write a song with you. And then I had, I uh, did a song with Martin Garrix. I had, uh, I've had a lot of, a lot of things happening. There was a big DJ. I don't even know the name of uh, recently. He wanted one of the songs that's coming out of my album. And I'm like, but it's my song. And I'm like, maybe that's a dumb financial decision. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's my song. I yeah, can't. that's it. It <laughs> seems like you are, you like it's your yeah. your work is so connected to you that it's not. You can't just give it away. Yeah, exactly. Mm, it doesn't yeah. really apply to everyone else. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh. and I think, but I think in the future I'll definitely try to. I, like, I think after this album, I'd love to do more of like that stuff. But the collaboration thing is very specific, and uh, sort of like I think a lot of artists now you do you do one in between albums to keep everything pumping. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, what I think. Yeah. That's, that's mm. what a lot of guys do now. Oh, incredible, Dave. Well, look, listen, thank you so much for dropping by all day breakfast congratulations on the track falling up which is out today we wish you all the best for uh for the rest of your day and the future and yeah drop by any time thanks for having me guys really appreciate it appreciate it. we'll see you on a red carpet soon yeah 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 <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. see get you behind us oh, we'll yeah, see you this time <laughs> well the song doesn't do as well and i'll be right behind you they won't even push me to the front <laughs> cheers, cheers mate guys. What a week it has been, Matt O'Kine. Plenty of content sifted through once again. And look at look at looky here. We're at the end of a Friday again. Yeah, we love cleaning out the fridge on a Friday. So we always get messages all through the week. Uh, and some about topics that are from ages ago. Uh, so never fear texting in. Always get in touch at matt.n.alex. Uh, today, leftovers jumping in. Um, Eve on Instagram said, Oh, lads. So many loose dad stories. <laughs> that man can clear a dance floor like nothing. So this is with regards to loose dads. Lit dads, um, I think lit is dads, what we went sorry. With. Eve says, uh, but one time a woman from the past turned up at a 60th birthday and dad danced like a normal person. So that's the story of the time my mum got loose. <laughs> so- <laughs> Thank you for that, Um, Shaggy Tails Walking, I believe, a dog walking service, said, Hi, I just heard the uh, Joe the Vet's nurse talking about when she found a G-string in a dog. It made me remember the time as a dog walker I found a used condom hanging out of the dog's bum. (laughs) I was too embarrassed to say anything to the owner. No. (laughs) What's he just left it there? Oh, my God. All right, we might have to we get rid of that. We need squirmy warnings. That wasn't on my sheet of paper. You right, just okay, troll it at the bottom of the inbox right. there. Maybe we won't. We can cut that out. Um, <laughs> well, it's in now. <laughs> uh, Jessica said, uh, when have you raised the alarm? Back in my uni days, uh, uni is as a student nurse, put the whole WA 
state into a, a state of chaos with concerns I'd become a super spreader of tuberculosis. So she'd gone to Tanzania for a practical placement, returned with a cough. Uh, results were inconclusive. Then they said there was clouding on her lungs. While the investigations were happening, she went to a, do a placement with contact with up to 100 patients per day. Then the TV clinic contacted officials and she had all these calls from WA Health. Anyway, long story short, didn't have tuberculosis, but had a broken rib. <laughs> and that was the clouding on the x-ray. So okay. how there was no knowledge of the broken rib, I don't know, <laughs> but the whole state going, oh, my God, we've got someone with tuberculosis, shut it down. Broken rib. Goodness gracious yeah. me. All right, well, we've also got an, uh, another Raise the Alarm story from Ellen joining us from Broome today. G'day, Ellen. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks, Ellen. Now, uh, you, when did you have to raise the alarm? Well, I uh, don't know if you guys have ever realised that iPhones have got this special um, ability in them to send automated emergency messages to your listed emergency contacts. Oh, I, I've heard of things about yeah. watches, like if it, the watch has a sudden jolt big enough for, as like a bike crash or something, it automatically sends an alert of your position oh. or something like that. I know they're, they're bringing those sort of things in, yeah. Well, Sophia was playing with Belinda's phone the other day and then suddenly we just hear this... And then, like, a call, and it's like, hello, emergency. And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. And they're like, well, you need to tell us your name and where you are. And we're like, ah, oh, and we just said it. And then, like, so you're not emergency? We said no. And then we hung up. And that was the yeah. last time Sophia plays with mum's phone, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, so exactly that. I apparently had it set up in my phone so that automatically sends a text message to my mum, who's listed as an emergency contact, and it drops a pin of the location from where... And, and sends like a map of where the emergency beacon was set off. And as I said, had no idea this happened. It happened while my husband and I were out fishing. So this pin dropped in the middle of the ocean. And <laughs> An emergency. <laughs> oh, no. So my mum gets this SOS message saying, you've received this alert. This is where Ellen is. And oh, um, no. she absolutely freaked out. <laughs> and so... We were we were going about our business, um, fishing. You know, couldn't hear our phones ringing above the engine of engine noise. Um, oh. Anyway, got back to the boat ramp, minding our own business. We're driving back from the boat ramp, and a cop car flies past us with the lights flashing, and we were like, "Oh, that's pretty unusual." You know, for this little town, you don't, sleepy town, yeah, yeah, don't often see that. And then we pull up into the driveway, and screeching behind us comes our mate Joel, and he said, "Guys, why aren't you answering your phone? Where have you been?" And we're like. Um, fishing, obviously. <laughs> yeah, like, check out this brim I just caught. <laughs> no, sa sailfish. Big fish. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> um, and then immediately behind him pulls this police car and the police officer was really quite aggressive and he kind of points at me, he goes, are you Ellen and Ross? And we were like, um, yes. He goes, and then he, he goes into his radio and says, yep, I've got eyes on, we can stand down. <laughs> and we were just like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> anyway, it turns out that two sea rescue vessels had also been launched. Oh, to the <laughs> <laughs> and I picked up the phone, called my mum back, and she practically fainted at the sound of my voice because she was convinced that we were dead. Oh. And, yeah, this whole manhunt had started for us um, without any knowledge because of this function on that iPhone, which oh, we've since wow. turned off. 
the biggest <laughs> alarm raise that you could possibly have. Uh, well, thank you yeah. very much, Alan. Glad that you were safe. We could everyone can stand down now, and uh, yeah, we appreciate it. And make sure you change the settings on your phone. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Alan. Thanks for listening. A little bit of a change of pace now. Love this program. You know, Matt and I have our names on the show, but it is a full team. It is a family with you listening and a couple of lovely people in the studios, one of which is audio producer Chris Marsh, who's joining us now today. Marshy. Hi, guys. Uh, leftovers, we like to troll through the messages, and the cool thing is some of the messages are being starting to include to some directly to you and producer Bron. Yeah, a couple of people are picking up on a couple of things I said. Someone corrected my pronunciation from a tech subject the other day. <laughs> Yeah, we had a little bit of an argument in the DMs, but that's I saw right. that. I saw that. You were going in, you weren't backing down, were you? What was it, was it about? It wasn't how different GIF, was it? How, no, you, how, you how you I say beta. Beta. Oh. beta. Yeah. Was it, isn't it beta? I don't know. What, what, what were they, what were I they saying? I say beta, did? but yes, some people would say beta. Oh, wow. Uh, beta testing, beta testing, um, you know. Let's not anyway, start it again. Is it bigger cheese you in the, or is it bigger I saw, cheese? I saw you in the uh, in the DMs. You were you were you were not being very beta at all. You were being quite alpha in those in those messages. <laughs> you were not down. You were not baiting around the bush, my friends. <laughs> uh, and then another response to tech segment. Brad sent in a video. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, go on. I did hear it, but I was moving oh. on. <laughs> well, finally, my joke getting credit. Great. Okay, Beating around the Good. bush. Well done. Okay, come on. Let's go. We all heard it. That's the thing. Everyone just kept, just <laughs> pretended we didn't. Come on, Alex. I've on. got farts to talk about. Okay, <laughs> yes, because you brought us a story of technology um, catching a Tinder date leaving a house. As soon as he got outside the door, this camera with audio heard him drop a ripper fart because he'd been holding it all night with the uh, the one that he spent the night with. And Brad slipped into our DMs and said, this has happened to me, although I filmed it when my girlfriend had left for the night and I was left in the house alone and sent us the audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> that man is unwell. <laughs> Are we going to keep that in? <laughs> hey, no. What happened well, to feces free Friday? That's, that's, that's what that's what Brad said to himself just before just before his girlfriend left. Am I going to keep this in? The answer was no. Um, oh, that's what this show has become. DM us so, your no, farts. No, we can't become... We, we need to pull this show back from the gutter, from the grave. We did talk to Brooke Bodie yesterday. Quite, we were joking that she would... No, don't put fart noises in. That's what we're about. Little did we know the next day we would have one. Unbelievable, Marshy. And didn't Brad write to you, this one's for your collection, Marshy? Yes. <laughs> An audio producer just sampling everything. So on your Brad, you are now in the listener archives for all time. Um, we've got a, another caller we needed to talk to here today because yesterday was National Partner Apology Hotline and we did promise that we would give away a robe to the best submission every week and we've plucked one out from yesterday. Uh, if you missed the show, uh, <laughs> amongst a whole lot of apologies, mainly from gentlemen, um, this one <laughs> stood out to us from Toby. G'day, guys. Uh, just Toby from Warcall here. I'd like to apologise to the missus, Emily, for uh, taking too long to fix the back door and uh, allowing our goat, our pet goat, Glenn, who apparently has a bit of an eye for comfort, 
uh, to head Buddy's way into the house over the weekend while we're away and uh, proceed to poo and pee all over our bed and our couch. So uh, sorry about taking so long to fix that door, but anyway. We had to get him up to congratulate him. Toby from Wakul, hello. G'day, how you going, boys? No good, Glenn, getting into the house. Uh, has he done it since there, Toby? Um, yeah, we actually, he tried to sneak in the next night once he'd figured out how to do it. But luckily <laughs> we were home at the time, so we um, promptly kicked him out at that, that time. And is Glenn your only pet goat? Uh, no, we've, oh, he's the only pet goat. We've got an alpaca and a few sheep and a couple of horses and about six dogs. But Glenn's the only one that's figured out the back door. <laughs> Goodness me. And uh, what about your partner? Did they, uh, did they hear the apology and, you know, forgive you? She did, actually. Yep. No, right. it worked wonders. Oh, Beautiful. That's, well, that's what it's all about. So please uh, get in touch if you've got an uh, apology for your partner. The Matt and Alex Instagram, matt.and.alex is the place for you to send us your voice mes- memos apologising. And you could be just like Toby and be winning yourself a Matt and Alex all day road. Congratulations, Toby. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Uh, I know you're... Uh, I know you're it's go- actually for, you- for Glenn. Is it for Glenn? Well, I know your goat has an eye for comfort, so you yeah, might want to exactly. you might want to keep him away from this plush little beauty. You don't have one in a, in about a size two or something. Do you? <laughs> yeah, put it in the shed so he doesn't have to come a knocking. Well, uh, we can do whatever you like with it. That's the uh, the good thing about it. We'll send it to you, Toby. So let us know how it goes, mate, and we'll catch you later. Too easy. Thanks, thanks, fellas. And thank you for listening to another episode and another week of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We can't wait to catch you again on Monday. Yeah, cheers to Dean Lewis for joining. And uh, we promise next Friday, um, feces free Friday. Yes. We've got to. Okay, we have to make it. <laughs> we have to make definitely sure. feces free Friday because we are an embarrassment currently to the <laughs> podcasting fraternity. <laughs> all these crimes being solved, all this news being put out, <laughs> unbelievable. So anyway, we'll see if we can do that for you next week. But until then, we'll have a uh, good feces filled week of Matt. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No. No. No, please. What have we become, honestly? (laughs) Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.